Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Christians in My Soup, a weekly podcast by one of God's peculiar people, about God's peculiar people, for God's peculiar people. Proving that life simply is not as black and white as some would have us believe, but that sometimes life gets real and doesn't fit into any boxes, no matter how hard we try. This week, in an effort to get back to one of the original premises of the show, I'm going back to the early 2000s when I was working as a youth worker at a church in the southeast of the UK. For obvious reasons, I won't be more specific than that. Now, as far as I was aware, all was going well in the ministry. As had been made clear when I was at Morelands College, it had taken most of my first two and a half years there so far to make an impact. The first year to get my feet under the table, the second to work out what was required to move the ministry forward, and the first six months of the third year to start to put those things in place. Indeed, we'd seen a huge rise in the attendance of the church's outreach youth club, from the six youngsters and 12 adults that it was when we arrived, to a membership and regular attendance of 50-plus, with a waiting list of the same. We'd seen the youth of the church taking a far more prominent role in the life of the fellowship, and the leadership team had grown both numerically and spiritually. I was privileged to be able to lead worship and preach on regular occasions, and was also involved in house group ministry and other fringe activities based at the church in question. On another note, the eldership, of which I was a part, had asked me if I had any objection to their bringing in a full-time pastor. I had none, so the process was started. Interestingly, the chap they got in to the process of bringing was a former Morelands colleague of mine. So, everything appeared to be going swimmingly. Until, that is, the church meeting where my contract extension was to be discussed. I was asked to bring a report of all that had been achieved in the two and a half years up to that point, and fielded questions from the membership about my time up to that point and how I saw the ministry moving forward. I was then asked to leave the hall as the congregation discussed my future. About an hour later, two of the elders came over to the house to tell me that a vote had been taken and that it had gone about 75-25% against my being given a contract extension. However, there was a significant number of people missing from the meeting whose postal votes would need to be taken into consideration. Interestingly, not that long after the elders had left, there was another knock at the door, this time from one of my youth leadership team. He was trembling and red in the face, so I invited him in and he sat down. When I asked what was wrong, he explained how horrified he was at some of the comments made by certain people once we had left the hall. The most horrifying of all being that one respected elderly member of the church had stood up and publicly said that Russ needs to improve his dress sense if he's to stay on as a youth leader in this church. Nothing like twisting the knife while missing the point completely, is there? Anyway, it was about a fortnight later when I was told at that week's elders meeting that because the vote had only turned out 50-50, I would only be offered a six-month extension to my current contract in which to, quote, turn things around, unquote. Quite aside from feeling stabbed in the back after all the work that I'd put in over the previous two and a half years, there was also a sense in which I was never going to have the time to turn things around in the way that the eldership seemed to be requiring. So reluctantly, I accepted that six-month extension, but only in the form of my resignation notice period. I wrote to the leadership team explaining my decision in a massive eight-page letter, outlining all the reasons for which I felt unable to continue. That letter was hand-delivered to each and every member of the eldership team in the hours running up to that evening's meeting. As I went into that meeting that evening, there was a sense in which I felt a little bit like Daniel walking into the lion's den. But I needn't have worried. The eldership only served to prove my point about leaving when the opening comment of the meeting was, 
you realise this is our church you've torn apart, don't you? Interestingly, they were less than pleased when I pointed out that this empire building was at the very heart of the reason that I decided to leave. It's not your church, I replied. It's his. There was a moment or two of silence before the meeting moved on without any further memorable comment about my resignation. For Anne and I, it was to be a significant impact, both spiritually and physically, in the coming months and indeed years, as we were all but hounded out of a house in which we had 80% shares. I spent a lot of time questioning. Why had I gone to Moreland's College for the sake of three and a half years in youth ministry? What had been achieved during those years, and why had we seemed to have been unceremoniously dumped out of said ministry? The healing wasn't quick, but the questions became less and less significant as time passed, and we looked to move on. Ultimately, what had been achieved in that church during that time was God's responsibility, inasmuch as whether or not I ever knew the full impact of the ministry there was irrelevant. My job, now was to trust God that we'd been there for the time that he allotted and that we'd done what he'd called us there to do. The rest? That's in his hands. And that's all for this week. As always, thanks for listening and please do feel free to share the show on your own social media feeds with your churches, friends and your families. You can find Christians in My Soup on iTunes where you can subscribe and never miss an episode and also you could leave us a review too. We're on Facebook and Google Plus at Christians in My Soup and on Twitter at Sims2017, that's C-I-M-S 2017, and on YouTube. And just now you can find us at blogger.com. Just search Christians in My Soup. Yep, we're almost all over social media. Next week on Christians in My Soup, it's all about speaking from beyond the grave. But until then, take care of yourselves and God bless you all. You've been listening to Christians in My Soup, written and produced by Russ Hilton. You can find Christians in My Soup on iTunes, Facebook and Twitter. And you can contact the show by email at cims2017 at hotmail.com. 